need to get that Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You need that foundation before yeah. you can start jumping up into that next level. And I'm learning For that sure. the hard way, to be honest with you, this past couple of years. Yeah, but 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 you're so right. And I, I would say, um, I, I hope you recognize that that there is actually skill in um, your ability to say I'm not ready, I guess, uh, shows some depth because I've talked to people like on consult calls to see if we'd be a good fit coaching wise, where almost immediately it's clear they're not ready for a coach. You know, they need to, they need to be in therapy. They need to be with a counselor, but they're even further down the path that they don't recognize that they're not ready for a coach. Well, I don't understand. Why can't, you know, I just work with you. There's a lot going on here that you really need to unpack with, you know, a mental health professional first. And so they're, they're in that realm of not even having the awareness that they're not ready for something because they're just, aching for someone to make them feel better. You know, just, I, I don't care what your title is, just, you know, make me feel better. Well, I hear you. And that's, you know, what I ultimately want for you. I'm just not the the right place right now. And, you know, like you, I, I want to be a resource, whether it's in the epilepsy community or outside of it. Um, if I am speaking with someone and I start getting concerned that, you know, they they might need to see a counselor more than a coach, I'll pull out you know, the PHQ nine and do that nine question uh, assessment around their, you know, level of depression or the GAD seven, the generalized anxiety disorder assessment, J just to be able to say, okay, and we, we spent 45 minutes together seeing if there's a good fit. And I, I really don't think it is based on these scores, based on some of the you know conversations we've had, let's switch gears and talk about what you can do in this realm. And, and a lot of times that's the last time I speak to them. Hey, let me get you pointed in a different direction. Let me get you some resources. Uh, a lot of times if it's in the epilepsy world, it's like FCO. Um, but, you know, outside of that, it's, I, I know some other people in the Denver area that uh, might be accepting new clients, whatever, but yeah, trying to fit someone into coaching when it's clear that they're not ready. It's, it's just a bad experience all around. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a case in point in that I, uh, I fell into a morning kind of, um, business it, it's business oriented and it's run by a business coach. Um, and it's kind of a morning motivation type group meets two, three days a week. And at first there was a big push to what's your business tagline? What's your 30 second spot? What are your goals? What's going to be this 12 week? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And I found myself so just overwhelmed and flustered. And I realized that I realized after a few weeks that, man, I am so not ready for this. I can't, I, I can't do it. Um, whether it's the drugs or the epilepsy or the combination of both, I can't make it through a full day. The focus is messy. The drug transitions are doing all sorts of weird stuff with me. And that's when I realized too, that I had to back off. I had to actually tell the business coach, I, I'm not ready for this. I need to fix myself, not only physically, but this is something I've, I've realized. And it took me a while to, to accept is that the more I'm looking at this, and the more I'm realizing and looking back based off of what I've learned in the past year and a half is that I've had this for so long, misdiagnosed or undiagnosed or just overlooked. And 
it has led to the mental health issues I've had, yeah. which has led to the addiction issues I've had throughout my life. And in order for me to move forward through this, I have to address those. I have to, I have to approach this and I have to approach it with honesty. And in the more I'm out, I'm away from the mountains and I realize, wow, the rest of the world's not as depressed as I am. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm kind of a mess. I think I need to address this and I can't move forward. I can't build the steps in my voiceover work or in the seizure salad website, unless I take care of these, nothing's going to get done unless I do that. So your point about, um, coaching business professional, um, or anything above and beyond in your, in your personal life, tennis, chess, you know, learning and learning an instrument, you got to fix what's up in here in the noggin. Sure. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you, this- you mentioned health and healthy, and I mean, let's just point out how healthy that is that you're able to say, no, this is too much for me right now. Like to this business coach, because you could have just as easily said, no, you know, I'm falling behind. I'm, I'm screwing up. And look, th- this is just validating that I need to work harder and that I, you know, I have to make this. If I don't, I'm going to be a failure. You know, I have to do this. I committed to it. You, you could have gone down that rabbit hole and brought on all that anxiety and stress and, you know, self-doubt and who am I really, you know, if I can't accomplish this, like you could have gone into all that mind drama, but instead you just took this very healthy, no, I got to take care of myself if I really want to be good at that. So that, I, I hope you're recognizing that in yourself because it's pretty impressive. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Ask me last year and I wouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> Life's a journey. Yes. Life is a journey. And, and you know, that whole phrase, never say never. Um, you, like we were talking about in the, in the other week, it's, it's, I always told myself I never wanted to live west of County Highway 287. Oh, I mean, east of 287. Yeah. Yeah. And Greeley is east of I-25 in the flatlands. I've never lived in the flatlands before in my life. And honestly, it kind of scares me. I've had nightmares about being in the flatlands before. I need mountains around me. But, but, never say never, man. Yep. You know, yep. if, if that's where, if that's where the, the progress and the steps forward are going to take me, then that's, that's where I need to go. And I need to let go of the old, the old, um, expectations and the old desires and the, because that's all based off of old fears and old definitions of myself. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, like you said, you never thought you'd live east of 287, I imagine you never thought you'd be living with epilepsy, you know, it's uh, <laughs> great. It's just, yeah, the way life works and uh, you, you roll with it and you're, you're still here. You're still fighting and uh, punching forward even after being diagnosed. So um, I, I was talking to a client the other day and I can't remember what book I read this from, but it, it was a quick story of a, uh, an old like King putting all of his counsel, his, you know, advisors together saying, come up with a phrase that I can use in any moment in any situation, you know? So I, I would look wise. Uh, 
and, and you know, I, I can just memorize it and not have to worry about being in the moment, all this stuff. And his visors came back with one simple phrase. And that was, um, this too shall pass. And, and like, if you pause and think about it, like even during the lowest moments, yeah, that too shall pass during the highest of high moments. Yeah. That too shall pass. Like everything will, will pass it just, you know, in its own time and in its own way. Uh, but, but I just like that, that idea that nothing's ever static and, and that can be scary, but it also can be, you know, exciting for people. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Scary. Yes. Um, but exciting as well. I've always been a fan of chaos and change, uh, <laughs> but sometimes, sometimes, and I found myself doing this and this was a big, this was, I think one of the reasons it hit me so hard too, was because things were, things were kind of changing for me in a growth aspect. Uh, my voiceover work was, was growing my MC work back in 2018 and in beginning of 2019 was starting to really blossom as well. And I was even starting to do some on camera stuff, which I'd never expected. And, and then it was that comfort, you know, I was, I was coming back from my divorce and bankruptcy. There was savings. There were, you know, I, I had accounts going and, and there was that stability built up again, or at least I thought, and so when I get into that, all of a sudden change started to become kind of a, a, a scare word. Yeah. So when I had nothing and, and it was like nothing to lose, it was like, yeah, bring on the change. Let's, let's bring it on. And mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, as soon as you start to get a little more security in your life and, and you actually have something to lose, that's when change starts to become more scary. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Even if you're not fully happy, uh, you know, like even if you're sitting there going, man, I could be happier, but that, that also means I have to risk what I have now. And even though I'm not fully there, I'm, I'm okay with this because possibly losing it is too scary to make that jump for what I could be. Yeah. Yeah. That compromise for security's sake. And this ties back to what you were talking about in your years with, um, years in the corporate world. Do you want your kids to you know, yeah. to know you as, you know, dad with Anthem or dad, the, the coach. And do you yeah. want to regret not taking the chance? Or do you want to say, Hey, let me tell you about the time. Yeah. It, this flows right back into that. And I think that's probably, that's also not just, it's not just an American problem. I think it's a problem in, in, do you think it's a human nature um, or so. a Western society nature that, that just, you get that fear mm -hmm. of losing everything. So you're willing to sacrifice happiness and, and that dream almost because you feel safe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's always been, um, you know, even through evolution, this risk reward equation running through our mind of, you know, is this really worth it? I already have a little bit. I think, you know, to your point, Western society has probably uh, magnified that because, you know, stuff, we want stuff, stuff, stuff. Uh, this is to my sick kids. Time to flip this shit. Depakote, Adderall, Ritalin, Pixie Sticks. I don't give a fuck what you're riding to the setting sun. Use it as a weapon when it's said and done. It's all too much. It's all too much. It's all too much. And if the world breaks.
Your lets you go and beat it with your crutch. It's all too much.